Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome to another podcast of The Daily Mind. It is I back once again, giving you another half hour of what today's thing is going to be about, which today's topic is pretty fairly simple. As I sit here and enjoy this wonderful day off, I barely even stepped outside. I was going to go to the gym. I'm still debating. It's kind of a tough one to do is getting out, getting outside, going to do something. I'm such a homebody, but I'm really trying to get out of that mode. All right. So yesterday I ended up um, kind of like screwing up my episode or whatever. I thought yesterday was Friday and I did a, uh, is there such thing as a stupid uh, question episode yesterday? Well, guess what? I'm gonna do it again today. So consider yesterday's episode of a bonus episode of that. So today is the actual episode. Cause again, I do it every Friday and again, I have a four day weekend. So it kind of threw me off thinking that yesterday was Friday, but it's okay. Hey, Bonuses is, is a good thing. Bonus episodes of stuff, depending, I might start doing anyway. All right. So, yeah, today, once again, is there such thing as a stupid question? Because guess what? It actually is. So I'm going to go through it. You guys who already listened to this know the website. Or if you don't know, one more time, it is Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, free um, app to download. You can even ask yourself questions and answers, and you can read some of the most ridiculous questions and answers on there. And you'll be surprised. The question you are probably afraid to ask someone in person, somebody either already have asked that question or Cora, or feel free to do so yourself. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, let's see. First question on this list, because I read some pretty crazy ones yesterday. Um, like this one, this next one. This is the first one here. It already caught my eye. Um, what would you do if your kid brought home a homeless person? Now, why does that sound like a plot for a, a fucking 80 sitcom? You know, hey, I found my friend Dusty in the park and he wants to see, you know, he wants to know if he wants to join us for dinner and shit. So it says here, <laughs> um, once again, what would you do if your kid brought home a homeless person? Uh, this person, Alicia, says, I brought home a homeless person when I was a kid. His mother abandoned him when he was away at school. When the school year ended, he went home and there wasn't anyone living there. No note, no phone number or forwarding address. So he was just sitting in the park in the rain. I found him, brought him home, and introduced him to my mother. She took him in, and, and he's still part of our family. My mother is an amazing, loving grandmother to his children. This was 24 years ago. There you go. This is 24 years ago. And I'm going to tell you right now, you black families, like we, like you, we bring some homeless person, they're going to be like, get this motherfucker out of here. Now, again, not every person, right? Not every black person, Latino person, whatever. There are some that are more than willing to open their homes to people. But I don't know. Are people still doing that? Just bringing random homeless people to their house? I mean, especially nowadays and, you know, you never know what's really going to happen. But even back then, you never really knew what was going to happen either. It's one thing if you bring home your friend, right? I don't know. Let's say your your son or your daughter has a a friend that got kicked out the house and nowhere to go. That's one thing. You know what I mean? But we're talking a complete stranger off the street, never seen this person before, but you have a heart and you're like, well, you know, what? you could come home with me. You don't even know who this person is. You don't know if they have a criminal record. You don't know if they're a pedophile. You don't know anything about them except the fact that they're homeless. So you bring them home in hopes that maybe uh, your mom and dad would uh, spare some mercy on them for at least a couple of days, clean them up, give them a hot meal. Um, I'm going to read another answer to this. Um, someone says, uh, what a dreadful, uh, this person, Francis says, what a dreadful thing to do to a child. It is lovely. He was taken in by your family. Uh, this other person says, um, 
Amazing. I would like to know more if you don't mind. Did your family support him financially? Is he like a brother or a friend? Where does he live now? He must be feeling lucky having people like your family to help him. Listen, we're all human, right? But we also have to exercise caution, bringing random people into our world. Um, every day, though, when we walk about, go to work, and we meet people along the way, that's kind of like random people coming into your world. But this, you know, when you're bringing random people into your house, that's a, if that was me, I'm be straight up with you. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't even know who you are. I'll do my best to help you outside of my house, but I'm not going to bring you to my house. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Again, I'm not everybody else. So, mm, let's see. Ooh, okay, this is a good question, um, which a lot of people um, tend to question about or don't even pay attention to when they meet someone. Uh, this person asks, do I need to tell my husband about my past? Um, this person, Ravi, did answer this question by saying, of course, a few things that must be definitely told about your past would to include abortion, broken marriage, physical trauma, police complaints, divorce, separation, lesbian tryst of more than four to five years, asexuality, STDs, and the list goes on and on and on. Says this is mandatory regardless of, to, of husband to wife or vice versa. Um, except these sharing information about your past is a personal decision that ultimately depends on your individual circumstances and the dynamics of your relationship. Um, again, there's some things that you want to share with the person you're with, but at the same time, there are some things that are just so bottled up and buried deep within the person that they just will never, under any circumstance, unlock it, okay? And you know what? I wouldn't force it out of them. When they're ready to tell me, they'll tell me. I mean, there's some things that my wife told me about her past. You understand what I'm saying? It didn't make me look any different. And there's some things I told her about mine. And we don't look at each other any different. Um, but you want to be as upfront as possible but you also want to highlight the fact that maybe, you know, there was something that happened to you early in your life that, you, you know, you want them to know, but you're not ready to tell them. That way they're on board and that they can mentally prepare as well for what you want to um, tell them. So I think you should kind of give a hint of, of that sort, but you just when you're ready, you're ready. Um, but that's a really good question. Um, I think anybody should be a little open about their past when the time is right. Um Oh, boy. Here's another question. Um, I found out my wife cheated on me with a black man when I was at work. Should I forgive her? You know, I don't know what the race aspect has to do with the fact that your wife just cheated on you. Whether it be with a black guy, or a white guy, a mixed guy, Asian guy, it don't matter. You're, like, your wife <laughs> cheated on you. Um, I'm not even sure what race has to do with this. Okay, maybe. Let's just say she wanted to try a black guy. Or just the fact that he she that he's a guy that she's attracted to and was much nicer. It's the first thing she's seen. Uh, this person says, um, by the name of Handyman, says, no, move on. This will haunt you so as long as you're together. Trust has been destroyed. She went with another man and broke your wedding vows, which sacred bond between yourselves. She will do it again. Move on, pal, with complete no shit given. Uh, this other person says, um, oh, this, this, this person is a better person than me. Um, absolutely forgive her, but move on holding on to unforgiveness and beginning and being resentful slash hurt towards her because of her actions will eat away at you, not her cheating is so disrespectful and hurtful. It damages trust and the relationships as a whole. I definitely recommend finding the strength to forgive her and move on. Ooh, forgive and forget. 
Forgive and forget. I mean, I don't know, man. It depends on the damage. For some people, they they won't forgive, and it's hard to forget. This last one by this uh, woman named Aria, she says, this question bothers me. Would you be able to forgive her, or do you think it would be easier to forgive her if he was white instead? I don't know how his race is relevant to the fact that she cheated. Cheating is cheating regardless of race. Will you ever be able to feel like a man in her presence knowing that she needs fulfillment elsewhere? Only you know the answer. And I think, honestly, of the three answers I've read, that being the most intelligent, and that's my sentiments exactly. Like, I'm not sure what race has to do with the fact that she cheated on you. She could have cheated on you with a fucking beagle. They would. I mean, that's a dog, though, but still, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's a bad example. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Um, she cheated on you. Where do you go from there would be your next question. Whether you forgive and forget, because or do you think that once a cheater is always a cheater? Again, these are questions beside race. Um, you should be more worried about. I, I don't. Race is pretty much irrelevant to the fact. Um, let me see. Mm, okay, this is a really odd question here. Um, all the girls in my friend circle are all shaven. I don't know. Should I do it too? More than likely, I'm pretty sure they're referring to their pubic area. Um, this person says, Joe, he says a big no. Pubic hair is extremely sexy. You are growing into a woman now. You don't want to look like a little girl. Decide for yourself what you really want. Okay, so again, with the shaving of the pubic hair and all that shit, some guys don't like it because they don't want their partners to look like a little girl. I don't think you're going to look like a little girl with a shaven thing. And if you're even thinking in that way, you got some real deep-rooted pedophilia issues going on there, buddy. I mean, look, everybody has a preference. People like to shave. Some people don't. Some people don't because it's very irritating and they grow hair so fast that it's no point. And then um, some people just don't like it at all. Um, just It just makes them feel comfortable. Now, again, I don't mind pubic hair at all and i don't mind it being shaved i don't really care as long as you keeping that shit clean if it, if it helps your cause then so be it but um there's this weird thing about when women shave and the fact that some people look at it as like being the equivalent of a little girl like i said if you have that way of thinking you need to stop that that to me is already just telling me that you got some some weird issue somewhere in the back of your mind that would make you think such a thing Get it out of your head. It's kind of it's kind of pedophilic. All right, so let's see. What's this next question? I think I saw another one here. Um, let me see. Oh, God, here's a really fucking weird question here. Um, should a husband perform domestic discipline on their wives? Not sure what the fuck that means, but let me see something here. Uh, this person did answer this question, and Nanette says, I do not appreciate the idea that a husband has the right to discipline their wife. Husband and wife should be equals, so discussion about what to do is fine, but the husband should not assume that he has full authority over his wife. This next person that answered the question, um, Huggy says, domestic discipline, as it's called, should work both ways. You're both adults. Why should you domestically discipline each other? What does that even mean? Is that more of a physical, verbal kind of discipline? You know what I mean? Like yelling at each other or hitting each other? How about just being two adults and talking things out? Even if it's something small, talk, talk things out. I don't think discipline should be in order. What are you guys, like fucking 12? Um, I don't think that should be a thing. Um, no. 
uh, again, uh, a husband should not perform domestic discipline to their wives and vice versa. Should not even have not should not even get to that point. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, ooh, okay. Here's one of those um my dog is barking kind of questions. Uh, my neighbor is threatening to shoot my outside dog who barks all night. What should I do? Okay, first of all, what the fuck is an outside dog? Is that something like you keep outside all the time? Perhaps that's the problem. If that dog is outside 2 a.m. barking, I highly suggest you bring the dog inside. Now, I don't know what would constitute an outside dog. Perhaps maybe they're not house trained, house broken, and that, you know, they go in the house and destroy the house, pee all over the place, shit all over the place, and then, I, or, or the dog just likes to be outside. But I know if neighbors are complaining about something, you should probably do something about it. Like, I don't know, bring the dog inside. Uh, this person, Jana, says you should have an outside dog and you know the dog barks. Uh, no, she says, so you have an outside dog and you know the dog barks all night. Do you also have an inside dog? What do you think it's okay to be such a bad neighbor that you let your dog bark all night? Why do you think it's okay to be a bad pet owner whose dog is so lonely and stressed that the dog barks all night? The answer is simple. Bring the dog in. Train it and socialize it. Learn to be a better neighbor and a better dog owner. Bravo. I applaud that answer. It's basically what I'm saying as well. A lot of people, especially like during a pandemic, just want a dog just for companionship and then ditch the dog. This sounds like one of those cases where this person can't deal with the dog inside because they fail to be a fucking owner and, and train this dog that they rather leave the dog outside as a simple solution. All the while, the simple solution is becoming a big problem. At that point, neighbors need to be knocking on that door or threaten to get the authorities to do something about it. Maybe take the dog away. Because for all we know, that could just be a case of neglect. And that perhaps maybe the dog is in a, in a, is in a spot where they can't defend themselves. Somebody needs to step in and take charge. But if you are one of those neighbors who have a dog outside all night fucking long, fix it. Because it's not fair. It's not fair to the dog and it's not fair to the neighbors. For that to even be happening. If people got to wake up in the morning, people need a good night's sleep. Nobody wants to hear a dog constantly fucking barking over and over again. Believe me, I've done, I've had neighbors who, 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 um, did this shit and, and, you know, people, people got mad at it, especially those who had kids. This was actually when I was stationed overseas. Okay. So next question, we're moving right along already halfway through the show. More questions. All right. Um, Hmm. Oh, here's one. Um, have you ever had an affair or been cheated on? I mean, everybody has been cheated on or been cheated or cheated on someone at some point. Yeah, of course. Anybody, any, just about anybody. Um, this person says, um, Katie, she says, yes, my former husband came home one day, told me he didn't love me anymore and was in love with another woman. I got his keys and told him to come back tomorrow and I will have all his stuff in the trash bags by the door. Everything I had bought slash given him, I either threw it away or took it to Goodwill. No drama, no tears, just gone. Poop. It was okay. We both remarried and life went on. They are both dead now. Life is strange. <laughs> God, that's fucked. But that person, Katie, handled it professionally. And remember, I've mentioned this quite a few times about, hey, if you're not in love with this person, stop wasting this person's time. Let them know. Be straight up and be like, hey, I found somebody. And the way she responded to that was gen was genuine. That's the way it should be. No fighting, no getting the cops involved and all this shit. Just be like, all right, hey, 
You made your decision. Hey, come back tomorrow. Have all your shit ready to go. Boom. And there you have it. That's the way it should be. Okay, but no, it doesn't always go that way. Um, we are creatures of emotion, not logic. And what I mean by that is pretty simple. We let our emotions take our take over our actions. And we don't think about shit until after it's done. We don't think about what we're about to do until the until the deed is done. And then you now you're just sitting there where you could have, you should have, you could have, you would have, but it's too late. Um, but no, I think that's definitely a better way of handling it. And of course, everybody has had an affair or been cheated on. Uh, more than once in their life, of course. Unfortunately, that's the sad circle of life. Um, mm, 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 mm. Let's see. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. This next one, this next question. Um, seems like I've been getting a lot of uh, relationship questions, whether it be cheating or something, something in the realm of relationships. Uh, this person asked, I just got married and not happy in the marriage. And I don't love my husband. What can I do? We fight almost every day. What can I do? I am tired. Um, this person, Daisy, says, the easiest thing to do is to get a divorce. But you are still asking this question and there's something else going on. One of those statements is likely not true, hence why you are here. You could discover the method to save your relationship by a link, which I'm not clicking. Uh, why don't you try and work on your marriage? Guess what? Marriage is not happiness all the time. Shit happens. Sometimes shit happens for months or years for some. If that's someone you love once, find a way to get back to that. It's too easy to get divorced, and honestly, you want to be alone? Not that there's anything wrong with being alone, but you are not. So, I mean, first of all, there's 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 always the pivot point. Where did it all start? Okay, now, this is why I think it's kind of important to really get to know as much as you can about a person before you commit your rest, you know, the rest of your life with them. Okay, now... If you got married within your first six months and you're already arguing and fighting, that means you guys either weren't ready or you're not meant for each other. Um, and in this case, uh, the first thing you should do, you shouldn't give up too easily. Definitely work on it. Find every avenue of approach to try to fix it, whether it be counseling, one-on-one um, -on -one talks, some advice from some well-rounded people. Don't just get advice from anybody. Um, but if you get advice, get advice from other married couples. See how they work. See how see if what works for them can potentially work for you. But don't give up. And in this case, I don't know. This woman just sounds like she needs to work on it. Or maybe she has worked on her relationship to a point. Now she's like, I don't want a divorce, but give me a break. And the woman that answered this question is right. Like, not every marriage is going to be happy times all the time. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. I don't know a couple in this world, in this lifetime, that doesn't fight, argue, or bicker over something. It's, it's fucking impossible. Even if you have all the money in the world, even rich couples fight. There's always going to be something to argue about. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your, your, your financial status. No matter your social status. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Couples are going to fight. Um, let's see. Mm, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Uh, this is a pretty fairly simple question. I am 33 years old, but still single. Is it too late to get married or to create a family? Of course not. Um, no, you can start a family, get married anytime you want. Again, I said this before. Don't let social pressures dictate when you should have kids or when you should get married. Because you get those people like, man, you're 35. You don't have any kids. Or, oh, man, you're 40. You've never been married. It's not for everyone. 
So don't let people and don't let society dictate otherwise. Now, this person, David, did answer the question and said, at 33, enjoy your life. You are still young. I think marriage around 40, 45 is a good time to settle down, but that's just me. I had my first son when I just when I turned 50, second one at 54. But I had a blast with all my friends for many years before that. Now I feel settled. Now, that whole thing about having a kid's at 50, right? Now, my wife has a, a grown-ass kid of her own from a previous relationship. I don't have any kids, and I'm at 38 right now. And even now, I'm starting to just think, like, this is probably not a good idea to have kids right now. No, 38 years old, by the time I have a kid or whatever, I don't want to be a grandfather to my kid. Now, I, now, good for this person that had a kid, his first kid at 50. That means by the time you are 71, your kid will be 21. I don't want to be a fucking grandfather to my kid. But I told my wife too, and she was like, "No, don't think like that. You know, it, it, when God wants you to have a kid, they'll 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 want you to have one." Well, how come I didn't have one in my twenties? It would have made more fucking sense. But luckily, I didn't because the person I was with in my twenties, we didn't quite work out. So I can't imagine having a kid with this person and things not working out the way it did. Now I have to deal with um, custody battles and all the other shit. But I, I can't see myself having a kid this this late in the game. But if it happens, so so be it. Um, but back to this question. Um, no, if you, like I said, don't let people dictate when you should do shit. When you're ready to do, you do. When you feel is right, is right. Let me tell you something. Marriage is very tricky nowadays. You can't just get up and marry people. Like nowadays, you have to take your time. It's not like back when Todd and Betty Sue back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s went steady, and then they got married quickly and lived a fulfilling marriage. Nowadays, it doesn't work that way. Times have changed drastically on a social aspect. So no, take your time. When it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Nonetheless, live your life. All right. So I got about nine minutes and I got some more questions as I go. Uh, let's see. Mm, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay. Now this is, I think I should have this for a topic. I'm going to write that on my topic board up there. This is actually a really good fucking question. And it's the age old question, you know, of guys. Can guys and girls be friends? This person asks, is it possible for a guy to have a friendship with a girl, just like the friendships he has with his guy friends? Yes, absolutely. I know people, male and female, that are, that are friends that have a platonic relationship with each other, almost like brother and sister, if you will. And, and there's no idea of like having sex, one night stands, nothing. It's very much possible. But here's the thing, and I hear this term a lot, perception is... Um, reality to some people it will just look like you're messing around for example right in, in the military whatever you know we we you know male female we all got to work together right one team but let's just say that one male soldier is hanging out with this female soldier even though they just work together people might think oh man they're screwing around oh no we're not screwing around we're just we're just co-workers we're brother sister you know military brother sister thing but you know people don't see it that way they see like oh shit because people like to talk and make shit up um gossip try to start something, even though it ain't what it is. But in this case too, um, men and women can be friends like men and men and women and women. It, it's it's totally possible. But again, you know, if that's the case, you just got to know your limits. Some people just know where not to cross because there was actually an episode of Seinfeld relating to this. And um, I've mentioned this before. Uh, Jerry and Elaine were once dating before the show, right? In the storyline. But at one point, they decided or wanted to have sex to save the friendship. Now, you doing that can potentially ruin the friendship because now the feelings 
have changed. The whole dynamic changed because it's like, yeah, you're friends, but y'all had sex now. Where do you go from there? Are you guys now just just uh, fuck buddies or are you still friends? It, the dynamic changes. But yes, men and women can be friends and buddies too, right? It, yes. Don't let don't let people tell you otherwise. Um, let's see. Hmm. Let's see what else we got. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, this is I got I got a doozy for you people. Um, this person asked, "I was his mistress and now his wife. What should I do to avoid being cheated on like his wife?" What? Um, well, I don't know what you can do. I, that, that one really just got me stumped. I, I have no idea what you can do, but this person, Mandy thinks more than likely you missed that window of opportunity back when he was cheating on his wife with you, but I wish you the best. Just not sure. will just not sure you will both be rewarded for bad behavior. It seldom happens. Um, this person, Sanjay says, hate to say this, but chances you getting cheated on are very likely. Again, there's people out there that, that has this belief. That once a cheater, always a cheater. And you know what? If he could cheat on his wife with you, what makes you think he can't do that with someone else? So if I was this mistress, um, this whole turned into a housewife, um, I'd keep my guard up because it can happen to her. And karma has a funny way of working around things. So you do to those, you get back double. So I would just like tell her to keep her guard up. But that's some that's some dirty shit right there. Uh, hmm. Let's see. This is a really crazy question. What is the most shocking thing you saw in a prison? This person, Joe Queen, answered the after effects of a child molester getting castrated by his bunkie. Bunkie is his bunkmate. Uh, the guy in question had raped his neighbor's 14-month-old daughter. And the bunkmate he got in prison was less than amused. Yes, this is not a myth. If you go to prison being a kid toucher, okay, those inmates find that shit out, you're dead. You are dead. That's why if you notice most child molesters that get sentenced to prison, they end up killing themselves anyway because they know they're a dead man walking. You, you don't even need to be put on death penalty. You go in there and them prisoners find out, and we're talking prisoners that have might have killed 10, 15 people. But when it comes to kids, kids is off limits. That you go in there and they find out you did something to a kid, it's over. And you well deserve it too. And, and and honestly, like that's that's the easy way out. You should you should be getting your ass beat every goddamn day for the rest of your life in that prison. But yeah, they don't play that shit, man. They 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 really don't. And we're talking hardcore lifers who've done way worse. But you know, messing around like touching like dealing that with kids that's that's the worst of the worst. All right, so I got about four minutes. Keep it moving. See what I got here. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is a really good question. And uh, for some people, this is difficult. Um, does anyone really get over their partner cheating on them? I think so. But see, it, it depends on the the way it went. Okay, whether it be you caught, some, you caught your partner over at a cafe or you caught them in your bed with someone else. Either way, they all have everlasting effects. And um, I think you can get over it. But, it, you know, the, the, key, the key thing is time. Uh, this person answered, oh no, I clicked the wrong fucking question. Um, this person by the name of a child of God, this is a long answer. I'm going to read some of it. Uh, this, this person says, if that were to happen to me, probably not. 
Yes, you can forgive him, but you probably never forget. I learned at an early age when my boyfriend whispered in my ear that he loved me. I thought how lucky I was. Then just five months later, he was walking around the same place he had met me with another girl, just showing her off right in front of me. Later that evening, his best friend asked if I was jealous, and I said no. I didn't really answer him the way I should have. I should have told him what a liar I thought he was and how hurt I was that he would do this to me right in front of the place he met me. Then I figured out what it was about. I was much younger than he, and I was very naive. I look back at a dance I went to. He played a game while I was there, and he kissed another girl. I was so disappointed in him. Everyone thought I was jealous. No, I was hurt. Um, yeah. Again, it, it depends on the circumstances, and it's it could be an everlasting trauma for some people to where they may not even trust people again. They may not want to enter another relationship again. Every situ- I can't even give you a solid answer because every situation is different, but over time, yes. And then it's a matter of forgiving the person for the deed and then forgetting about it. You can forgive somebody for something, but it's hard to forget. That's for sure. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, Now you guys got a double whammy of stupid questions uh, back to back. Um, Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend coming up. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, a long weekend for some of us to include myself. Enjoy it. Uh, Remember those who who made the ultimate sacrifice for us to be here and have the freedom to speak the way we speak. And of course, most importantly, this is also the beginning of the summer travel season. So drive safely wherever you plan on going from here on out drive safe all right so hey thanks for having uh thanks for sitting with me for a half hour to deal you know to speak whatever i speak much appreciated all right so hey thanks for listening to the daily mind i'm your host have a great afternoon have a great weekend and we'll do it again next time